live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwa. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwa. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. They got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Andrew Jones has it for Texas. He had it knocked away by Harkless. He stole it, fakes a pass, and lays it in! Wow! Goldwire, right corner, Mo three-pointer, Gibson knocks the bottom out of the ever-loving net. It's a one-point game. Far second is no good. Groves has it. A three would win it. Groves ahead to Harkless. Shot at the buzzer is up. It is no good. Off the top of the backboard. And Texas wins it in overtime by the final of 80-78. to Party Marty and Firecracker Eaton Frank back with you on this Wednesday morning, Feb 16. Hey, we got Lon Kruger coming up live, bottom of the hour. Uh, Coach is uh, going to be a part of something special today. We're going to talk about that. We'll get his thoughts on OU basketball as well. Tough loss last night. A great college basketball game. Texas wins it in overtime, 80-78. to Iowa State beats TCU on the road last night, 54-51 in this uh, bizarre conference Oklahoma now finds itself, how about this, TJ? OU is tied with Iowa State at 4-9. They're tied for eighth place. Iowa State, 4-9. There's only one team below them in the Big 12 standings. And they now have eight quad one wins. How about that? The next to last place team in the conference has Eight quad one wins, which is a very big number, by the way. All right. uh, I got some things to tell you about from the game last night. One, uh, somebody I saw did send you the Zabruder film. I did have to make another bathroom run last (laughs) night. You don't know how hard I laughed at that tweet last night. Just... (laughs) Now, why is what? it funny? It was me walking out of a tunnel. I know, but just after the story you told the other day on the air, and then to know uh, that some dude was creeping on you in the stands and just filming you like that—that was—I yeah, I know that wasn't a creepy thing. He was doing it, laughing probably as he was filming I'm you. But settling. it was, <laughs> I laughed so hard at that video. So everybody abandons me at halftime. Uh, we got two-minute commercial breaks at halftime, and. So, and, and I do stats, and I interviewed the Coca-Cola guy last night. And 
Kevin goes and does what I don't even know where he goes. Like, he goes and talks to people. Maybe he goes to the bathroom. Drake's always go to go to the bathroom at halftime. I can't. I, I got. I, I can't. So again, last night I'm like, I don't know if I can make it to the end of the game. So first break, second half, I was like, out of here. See you. You got it. And I bolted up the tunnel. Uh, and then came back. It turns out I have enough time to do that. I've learned now. I've done it twice, and I had plenty of time. I got back, still like 30 seconds to go out of the timeout. So it does say how long college basketball timeouts are. If I can go that far and I'm not fleet of foot uh, and get back in time. But <laughs> now I know it can be done. I didn't have the guts to do it for 11 years, and now I know it can be done. So that's uh, it does bring me a little peace of mind. Also... I thought Red Panda had retired. I thought Red she did Panda too. at halftime last night. Yeah, I got word that she was there at halftime, and then I saw Drake's video of it. And I, I'm with you. I thought, I thought due to COVID and age, she had announced her retirement like a year and a half ago. New outfit, same song, mm-hmm. same amazing talent. Just. It doesn't matter how many times you see her electrifying, TJ. I told Kevin last night, why didn't marketing publicize this? Like, maybe that would have got a few more people there. Like, you should be saying Tuesday night, OU versus Texas, and then underneath, like, featuring Red Panda. Like, that's a big deal. Red Panda's a big deal. You know what? I think it was in the spot that we ran that OU sent over. Oh, was it? No, I never think mind. that I think it was. I now that you're saying that, I think I remember Chris Plank saying an uh, appearance by Red Panda at halftime. No, oh, well, I didn't hear that. I was shocked. I didn't know. <laughs> a game goes to halftime, and I look up, and there's a giant unicycle under the score <laughs> under the uh, basketball goal, and I saw a Panda. I was like, "Holy cow!" That was great. It totally turned my day around. I was grumpy all day. I had a terrible day. It did not get better after the show, TJ. Today is a high fire danger. Yesterday was a high fire danger for me. It was just one fire after another. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. A couple of them started by uh, you guys, by the way. Don't 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 lump me into that. You no, already checked you with in. me. I'm not lumped I'm in with lumping this. you I, in. I know I'm pulling a Toby Rowan here. I know nothing. Okay. I'm in the I'm in the bunker taking uh firing line shots last night or yesterday. Dude, it's not me. It's not my fault. I don't know anything about it. Anyway, that's just like one of seven things. I can't get to preparation for the game because everybody keeps needing something. Uh, finally, I go to the arena, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not leaving. I, I went and got Porter at 1 o'clock yesterday, and I sat there until game time and Whoa. did my prep. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even get to start before that. The, the first thing I did is get the interview, and – Normally, I would have been almost done, but I hadn't even got a chance to start because of you people over there, TJ, and all the problems you were causing me yesterday. No, quit saying you people. I am not (sighs) responsible for what was going on yesterday. 
And uh, uh, so I just sat there and said, you know what? I'm going to hide out. It's funny. It, like a giant empty arena, it's pretty easy to hide out. I could just I hide in the corner. Nobody bothered me. Actually, the women practiced in there after the men, so uh, that was nice. Nice, uh, you know. I never had a chance to watch a Jenny Baranchek practice before, so while I was working, I watched them practice, and uh, and I still, you know, I wasn't feeling good about the game because I was like, you know, it's how it's one of those days where nothing is going right. You're constantly behind. Every phone call you get is. Uh, an emergency, and you're like, there's no chance we're winning this game. Some days it feels good in the air. You wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, we're winning today. You know, maybe this doesn't happen to you. It definitely does to me. Yesterday was one of those days. All day long, I'm like, we got no shot tonight. We got no shot. This this day is just off the rails. And first half happens and, you know, whatever. And then here comes Panda at halftime. And it's like a cloud lifted. What a woman, TJ! Right? What a woman. We're being told that's a new red panda. I don't. That was the same woman no. that's always same woman. Yeah, that's the same one. Now she may have someone she's training that is doing stuff in other parts of the country at different times. She's getting old. That was the same Older. woman. Yeah, because they even showed her a uh, different I, outfit. Different outfit. I saw Drake's video. It was definitely her, and they showed her at halftime, and they were applauding her because she was perfect last night at halftime. Well, so. when she came out, I thought we got a chance, especially when she nailed the final bowl flip. You know, the the big tough one. I was like, well, we might win this game, and sure enough, almost. We needed her to perform between. Uh, End of regulation and overtime, overtime. again. That, that might have put us over the top. That would have worked, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we're rooting for a better day today. Just try not to try not to do anything over there to make my day bad today, TJ, okay? Hey, you're on Remote Friday. You can talk to the person responsible on that day. I think they'll, I talked I think to him they'll last be night. there. Okay. I talked to him last night. He asked me for a favor last night. I said, oh, interesting. People love when we talk in code like this. Yeah. Um. By the way, when's the next OU softball podcast come out? You know, is that a weekly next, thing uh, weekly. or a daily weekly. thing? It's or? weekly. It comes out. It's a weekly week. thing. I can't wait. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, did you see the video after the game of Chris Beard walking off the court, taking a left hand turn and going and appeared to have a little verbal exchange with one of the photographers or somebody on the baseline Oh, I didn't see that, no. I haven't been on Twitter this morning, so I didn't see that. Uh, it was right by Eddie. But I saw a video Eddie posted afterwards, and he just posted Ooh. something silly about how Chris Beard said, uh, you know, go donate to Eddie Radosevich's oh, yeah. GoFundMe account or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what was said, but uh, I'll try to send it to you. Uh, no, you Beard are. is walking off the court. Somebody barks at him. It sounds like it's on Barstool. It sounds like the guy says something about him being a traitor. Yeah, that's what uh, 
It's the first tweet when you're mentioning it now that comes up on my timeline. Dillingham Bunkingham said that that's what was yelled. OU fan yelled, Chris, Chris Beard, you're a traitor. Beard almost left and returned to have a quick word with the fan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm watching it here. Why does he care about that? I don't know. Why does he care about an OU fan hollering something? It looked like to me a photographer. It was somebody on the baseline. But and and if they were a working person, they shouldn't be doing that. I got you. But what does he care? It's One, someone... he just won the game. Two, he's he's quite a ways from this person. I'm sure much much worse happened to him in Lubbock, right? I think it's a Why did that bother the I guy? I think it's a student and the student like after Chris Beard walks away from him, uh the sarcastic whatever go bleep yourself look on this kid's face and he I'm pretty sure the lips read Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think Chris Beard's telling him to stay classy or something. I don't know. I would love to know what he said to him because, I mean, my initial instinct is, like, grow up, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, li- they holler much worse stuff than that at radio crews, much less head coaches. So somebody called you a traitor from Oklahoma? Why? That didn't even make sense, first off. What does anybody from Oklahoma care that he went from Texas Tech to Texas? But, I mean, buckle up, Buttercup. It's, uh, you know, you're going to be – you're going to be going to Lubbock for a bunch of years, and so I don't know. Yeah, what that he makes said. no Maybe sense. Maybe he went over and said, "Hey, I'll be praying for you." I don't know what he said to him, but he doesn't look happy. No, he doesn't, and it's it's a weird, yeah, the way he goes back to him. Like, if that's what was yelled, I don't get why he even cares, unless he went over and smarted off something about uh, I learned from your football coach or something, you know. Well, that's pretty. That's kind of funny, actually. That's what he said. <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Right. That yeah, that's why I'm wondering if yeah. that is some type of comeback like that because he kind of uh, have uh, when uh, Beard turns around, he kind of has a smirk on his face, like he said something good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said it when they hired him, and certainly after uh, OU hired Porter, this is going to be fun. Uh, Chris Beard, you you want Texas to have coaches that are easy to dislike, right? That's what made Tom Herman so beautiful at Texas. He was the gift that kept on giving. And uh, so Chris Beard is an easy guy to not like. He's brash. He... um, you know, when he's coaching on the sidelines, he's got a personality about him that you're just like, I don't like that guy. Uh, him and Porter are going to be just tremendous. Like, unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say that. Right now, they, they're they friends, I believe. They both have little rock in their past. I think uh, Porter said to me at one point, I helped build the gym that Chris Beard got to coach in at Little Rock, like taking a shot at him, you know, a little bit. But I, I think they kind of, you know, I think they are kind of friendly right now. But I don't think it'll take too long for that to evaporate into a really nice rivalry. So, 
No. This, this could be fun. Now, him uh, at the end of regulation running to the other end of the bench and standing there watching from a distance. and uh, Yeah, they're, 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 there's going to come a time when those two exchange words. Okay, I think I've uh, – scrolling through comments, we have an answer here. Go ahead. The kid uh, that he came and talked to says, it's me, my name is Josh. He said, does it make you happy saying that when you don't even – saying that when you don't even know me after I called him a traitor? He's soft. <laughs> so he's saying Beard came over to him and says, does that make you happy saying that when you don't even know me? Yeah, I mean, Chris Beard's got to be more mature than that. Like, just walk off the court. <laughs> it's just traitor. I mean, just walk away. You're the I mean, head that's coach nothing... at the University of Texas, and you're getting paid giant wads of money. Right. And you won the game. The guy is, what, 20 feet away, 30 feet away from him? Mm-hmm. And he yells something to 20 feet? I, uh, walk. Just go to the locker room. Who cares? And that question, up. that question, does that make you happy when you don't know me? That fan's like, yeah, it does. Now get away from me. <laughs> now, why was a student there? What was a student doing there? Yeah, I don't know. On the baseline. I, I don't know. It, it could have been somebody that was credentialed and could be there. I don't know. To me, it, age-wise, he's a student. So if he's, if he's credentialed, he should have his credential taken away. I mean, you can't be yelling at coaches if you're <laughs> right. wearing a credential. <laughs> I was looking. He's not wearing one unless it's covered up or I just didn't see it in the video. So mm. I don't know why he was there or who he was. Reach out to him. See if we can get him on the show. Okay. D- DM him. See if he'll come on with us. All right. I'll, I'll we'll take a break. He's uh, Twitter handle here. Lon Kruger coming up. Bottom of the hour. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. I'm trying to I'm trying to find uh, comments and read through this, make sure this guy's legit to, before I send him. The, I'm cracking up at the video though because all the uh, credential media that I do know there that are legit supposed to be there, their facial expressions after Chris comes over, Chris Beard comes over and starts yelling, and they're all like, their eyes are like, oh, what just happened? Uh, Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. They bring you the 8.99 listing fee. They'll save you thousands on the sale of your home. Great customer service. 405-361-3380, or check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com. You don't know me to be saying those hurtful words. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, <laughs> on ESPN, it looked like the LNC hosted an outing for Grandma's Summing Club. Come on, Sooner Nation, step it up! I mean, he's talking to you too, Teach. You were not hey, there. I was at a game. I was watching ballers of my own. Um, I'm sorry. I had other places I had to be. You didn't have to be. You chose I, to be. I had to be. It's my child. No. Um, it's my responsibility. Um, you chose to be. You could have taken your child out of the game and gone to the Lloyd Noble Center last night, both of you, and helped out the cause. But. What, what if he wasn't there was to get that to defensive stop he got and the turnover that he got? Did late you in win the game. last night? They won. They won. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so. they would have lost their little fifth grade basketball they game. Might have. That would have been a tragedy. They might have. That but game more important might to me. Have won a Big that game more important game. to me than the one that went on across town. There you go. That's, that's exactly it. what I mean, we're that's talking true. about. That's true. It's folks. my child. 
I mean, you can argue TJ with me on that. Verbalized. You can argue with me on that. I'm going to say it out loud. Uh, I wanted to call Toby out this morning. You're going to go to the SEC. You think that they think their children are more important than their favorite teams in the SEC? No. (laughs) Children take a back seat. That's probably true. In the SEC. (laughs) That's probably true. Uh, I wanted to call Toby out this morning for doing his job and doing a radio interview during the climax of the Red Panda halftime performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. I had a Coca-Cola interview at halftime. I was uh, hoping that she would flip the final set of bowls before the interview started, but it didn't time out right, so I missed. Well, I did kind of look back, and I caught that she caught them all on her head, but I didn't get to watch as intently as I would have liked to. But it was great to have the guy from Coca-Cola on with us at halftime. Uh, Gallagher, uh, good morning to everyone. Why in the world is every drawn-up play so poorly executed? You'd think after 10 tries we'd have one down by now. Gallagher-Iber versus Tulsa was louder and had more people than a game I went to versus Kansas State when we had Buddy. Could they offer more student tickets? Uh, They allow students in for free, and as many of them as want to come can come. So no is the answer to that. OU draws up a lot of plays that work. I don't know what he's talking about. I know. I, mean, I assume he's talking about the last play. Yeah. Well, everybody that, wants the last no play. If you're drawing about. up a last play, every coach in basketball history wants that last play to work. But yeah, there were two last plays in regulation. Texas had one, and Oklahoma had one. Texas's last play resulted in a turnover. I'm sure they wish that hadn't happened. Oklahoma's last play ended up in a missed three-point attempt by Ethan Shagwa. I'm sure they wish it had gone in or somebody else had taken a better shot or he had driven it, but that's the way it worked out. Uh, Last one here. I'll let you get to the phones. It's very simple. OU fans are fair-weather fans. I say that as a huge Sooner fan. I've never thought our football crowd was as loud as they should be, and I've always been embarrassed at the lack of support for basketball. Road football crowds are unbelievable. If you go to an OU football game away from home, and you know you th- the Alamo Bowl this year was incredible. Uh, home crowds are great too, but I'm saying the ferociousness of support when uh, OU fans travel is just inspiring. What it's like, and softball is very, very loyal as well, uh, home and away. So. Uh, we got time for one quick phone call. Then we got Lon Kruger coming up. Uh, who who's on hold? Richard. Richard. Is that right? Hi, Richard. Hey, Toby. How you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm okay. Wish we had won last night, nope. but I'm okay. Man, I tell you, that was a that's just a that's two tough losses in a row when you got a chance to pull off mm-hmm. really, really big wins to take the pressure off a little bit, and instead the pressure just keeps mounting. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, you know, TJ and uh, Bronx, he was playing in the Madison Square Garden of Norman. Everybody that's a baller wants to play in the armory over there where it's <laughs> slick as ice and, you know, cold weather and everything in there. It's quite a place. Yeah. yeah. But, that is uh, awesome. Yeah. Hey, what – so how are you feeling, Toby? Do you think we've got it in us to make a run – yeah, they got a shot. I mean, it's a closing window. 
And I think they've probably yeah. got to win four out of five here to get in, which means they're going to have to win a couple of road games. But they go to Iowa State and they go to Kansas State, both places that are winnable. The, the, the bad news is the window's closing, and it's going to be tough. The good news is they are playing much better basketball. Uh, you know, the last three games, they've only won one. But all three games, I would say three of their best games they've played all year. Uh, turnover numbers are way down. Uh, the game against Tech, obviously, they shot the lights out of the ball. The game against Kansas, I thought they played tremendously. It was a different set of circumstances last night, but they played really well. Wish they'd shot it better, but man, they fought hard. So, if they play like that, they got a shot, but it's going to be really tough, really, really tough. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you. I, uh, I just feel for Porter. I can, you know, he said it. He's miserable, and uh, but I think he'll get it turned around. I just don't know if he'll get it done this year. But uh, hey, we got one chance to lift our spirits, Toby. Gold medal game tonight: USA women versus Canada in hockey. I stayed up late. That's another thing last night. I stayed up late when I got home to watch the men's quarterfinal game against Slovakia, and we lost to TJ in a shootout. Talk about a heartbreaker. What a day. Give up the tying goal with 44 seconds to go. Yes. Uh, All right, Richard. And and my Boston Bruins lost in a shootout. So it's a bad night, Toby. Not a good night. All right, see you, Richard. See, see you guys. Lon Kruger live next. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Always a thrill, always an honor to be joined by former Sooner head coach Lon Kruger. Joins us live now. Coach, good morning to you today. How you doing? Toby, doing great. Always enjoy visiting with you, for sure. Oh, it's great to hear your voice, Coach. Uh, something special that you're going to be a part of today that I want to ask you about in a second. But, uh, man, did you watch that OU game last night, Coach? Uh, I watched them all. Uh, they're, they're playing so well. They're fighting their tails off and just need a bounce, just need a bounce to go their way. And, and three or four of these late-game situations would be totally flipped and uh, – but Coach Bozier's doing a terrific job, and the guys are playing so hard. And uh, and different guys, different nights, they're stepping up and uh, just need to, to put them all together on one night. But uh, that's not usually realistic. I, I don't think this is inappropriate to ask you. I think it's fine. What, what do you think about the job that Porter Moser's been doing in his first year here? Oh, fantastic. I mean, you watch these guys play, and, uh, you know, I mean, they could, they could easily be uh, – the record could be flipped. I mean, but that's Big 12 basketball. But, uh, no, Coach Bozier is doing a terrific job. And you can just see how hard the guys are playing and how, how uh, you know, defensively they're so good. And offensively, obviously, uh, some nights some guys hit and some nights other guys don't. But, but that's again, that's the case with most teams. But uh, defensively they're in every ball game and uh, just doing a terrific job. Well, I bet you're wearing out that remote control. You got you got the Sooners to watch. You got the Running Rebels to watch, of course. You got Brady playing in North Carolina and Alondis at Wake Forest and Davion at Oregon. And you got guys all over the place, Coach, that you could be watching. And it's great to see uh, all those guys individually uh, that are out there doing well. I mean, Kerr mm-hmm. and Marquette's doing a good job. And, 
And Brady had a game winner the other night. Alonis is leading the conference, uh, just scoring like crazy and assists. And uh, and Davion's playing well. And Oregon's doing well. So uh, yeah, so many guys, so many guys doing well. Then you add Austin to that uh, to watch what he's yeah. doing. And yeah, hey, uh, a lot of a lot of fun people to watch. And uh, Trey from a few years ago is another great year. So Man. just a terrific uh, group of players. Buddies with the Indiana Pacers now up there, and yeah, you you're you're not bored in retirement. I'm sure you got lots. How about Kevin? How's Kevin holding up his first year at UNLV? You know what? Their team, um, I think they're what uh, maybe six and six in the league, uh, right in the middle of the pack. Uh, you know, nine new players. Uh, you know, Bryce Hamilton, uh, their leading guy, uh, one of the league scorers in the country, is doing a terrific job, and uh, and he's a little bit like uh, like a lot of teams. You know, some guys some guys are playing well. He's had a couple starters out most of the last uh, month with either COVID or injury, uh, which again is like uh, most programs in the country, but uh, having a great time. And, uh, you know, Carlin and Will and uh, his staff is uh, terrific. And, uh, and uh, Victor, Victor's uh, battled some injuries out there, but doing, doing well when he gets the opportunity. And, and you mentioned Buddy at Indiana. Buddy had 35 or something last night, so playing a lot more minutes there, and uh, great to see him doing well. So, yeah, a lot uh, good time of year to, to watch a lot of basketball. I forgot Victor Walker out at UNLV. All right, let's talk about uh, why we're having you on today. Uh, something special coming up later today. The Chad Richeson Hope Lodge uh, is going to be opening up in Oklahoma City. Uh, the placement of the last beam is later today. You're going to be speaking at the topping out ceremony. Uh, what can you tell us about the Chad Richardson Hope Lodge and your involvement, Coach? Well, anytime any family goes through uh, you know, uh, a loved one fighting cancer, uh, there's so many things. It's so disruptive. Uh, you know, uh, you know, siblings are affected. Uh, obviously, the patient, but other members of the family. Uh, you know, time worked. At, you know, time at work missed. Uh, you know, so many things to worry about, and the Hope Lodge provides lodging for families coming in from rural Oklahoma. They can travel in, they can stay there, they get their meals. You know, they don't, there's one less thing you have to worry about, and certainly when you're uh, worried about cancer, uh, worrying about lodging is not high on your list. So to have that checked off, and that's what Hope Lodge provides. And Chad Richardson, of course, the cornerstone gift that got it all rolling, and uh, just, just terrific for uh, not only Oklahoma City, but the state of Oklahoma. And people traveling in from a distance can come and stay and not have to worry about getting back every night and, and just simply getting worn out. So uh, great to see a community come together and, and uh, certainly a team effort when anything like this happens and certainly the case with the Chad Richardson Hope Lodge. I hope they have that beam secured well today uh, in this Oklahoma wind when they put it up, uh, Coach. That's uh, It's going to be 45 to 50 miles an hour out there today. Uh, even, even in retirement, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you have remained very active in coaches versus cancer, right? And this obviously is to help cancer patients as well. So you, you continue to be very active in the cause. We will. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Uh, coaches around the country do such a great job. And, uh, the event in Vegas this year, uh, we'll have about 30 head coaches from around the country come in. We'll have about 85 foursomes and, Raise uh, $1.5 million net. And uh, some of those proceeds have gone to the Hope Lodge in the past, and uh, that's great to see uh, uh, American Cancer Society use those funds however best uh, helps uh, the fight against cancer. And, uh, yeah, coaches do a great job across the country of uh, 
using their platform to raise dollars and to promote uh, research and to raise awareness, and uh, uh, certainly happy to be a part of that. All right, the Chad Richardson Hope Lodge is going to be across the street from OU's Stevenson Cancer Center in the OKC Medical District. Chad Richardson, as Coach said, the founder and CEO of Paycom. They donated $5 million to uh, help fund the lodge, and uh, Coach will be speaking there later today. How's Barb doing, Coach? Barb's doing great. You know, it's uh, a lot of time with grandkids, which uh, is yeah. great to you know, in fact, we're uh, we're all getting together uh, in uh, Angie and her family's coming up from Puerto Rico, and uh, we're going out to Vegas. We're still operating mostly out of Oklahoma. Get out to Vegas about a third of the time to watch Kevin's games and see the grandbabies out there. So it's been the first time since the pandemic that uh, all the cousins have gotten together. Oh, so wow. At this, uh, this weekend and uh, early next week, and uh, then Angie and her crew will come back through Oklahoma here for a couple, three days on the farm, and and uh, fun time, fun time for sure with those grandkids. Well, give Barb a hug for me and uh, have fun with all the family out there. And it is always uh, a true joy to get to visit with you, Coach. Thanks for being on with us today. Good luck later today at the ceremony. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Coach. Lon Kruger uh, speaking today at the Chad Richardson Hope Lodge topping out ceremony. You know, that's a great thing. We've seen that in uh, – a variety of things, you know, the Toby Keith. Uh, I'm blanking now on the name of uh, Toby Keith's house that he has for the uh, kids and their families. Uh, I wanted to, stay to say in. OK Canine Corral, but that's for our pet of the week. Um, kids Corral, Kids, kids Corral, Corral, Kids Corral. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, similar situation there where, where families of kids that are going through long term treatment have a place to stay that helps them out with the medical bills. This is going to be the same, uh, but for you know a slightly different, but uh, great cause. And how about that guy, Teach? Huh? How about Lon Kruger? He's the best. He's the best. It, it's funny calling him now. Like Lon has always been one of the most pleasant coaches I've ever called over the years. But even his tone, like when he answers now, like it's funny, More man. Relaxed. It's funny when they step away and they're removed from it. And him and Bob and Sherry and anyone else recently that I've had to call, the difference in their tone and just answering the phone and talking to him for the you know, 30, 40 seconds that I do before I get him on hold is so completely different, even with him, who was the nicest guy I've ever dealt with, you know. So uh, you could just even hear it in his tone when he answers the phone, just how relaxed. Who? And- who what's the list of the least pleasant coaches that you've dealt with through the Lear's Teeth? Um, I don't know that I, I have not made it any secret that Kelvin Sampson is not my favorite guy <laughs> in the world. I'm not, I don't run from that. He was not pleasant you- to call. I think we've all been called onto the carpet by Kelvin at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got along great with Kelvin. Great to this day, I get along great with him. But I, I got calls at Channel Nine a couple of times, getting just ripped up one side and down the other for something. So, Pete, Pete Hughes would try to make you act like he was grumpy, but then he would do this yeah, chuckle he he or just this giving you a hard time. give some type of uh-huh. line, you know, take a shot or something. But but Kelvin was he was something to handle even off the air. So yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think even Kelvin would agree with that. Oh, I'm sure he would. Um, which, by the way, it's not out of the realm of possibility we see Kelvin's return to the LNC, depending on the timing of. You know, OU's departure for the SEC here. If we've got an overlap year with Houston in the Big 12, 
Boy, how well, what a night that would be, huh? That would be that would um, be spicy. That'd be something, yeah. I bet I bet we'd get a good solid six, seven thousand people in there for that return teach. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Hey, by the way, uh Bob Stoops came on yesterday. Uh I believe he was on our uh uh, softball podcast that we have, right? And he had an interesting quote that I want to play coming up about Brent Venables being criticized. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no. yeah, we'll play it. Pretty good. I want to uh, play that next segment. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. TJ and Grump's back with you. It's the T-Row in the morning show. Saxon Realty Group. <laughs> Preach you this hour. They're never grumpy. They're always happy and saving you money. Terry's always in a good mood. Never seen him angry. 405-361-3380. The only time I've seen him angry is when he said, How much did you pay in listing commissions? Idiot! 361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. I've never even heard him say that. I'm just making that up. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Good morning from beautiful morning. Clearwater, Florida. Have a great day and boomer. Thank you, Clearwater Sooner. Um, I got the weirdest boomer in the world yesterday, followed by a fist bump after the you know, exam the doctor had just given me. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like nice. He gives me a fist bump. And he gives me a boomer on the way out the door. And I'm like, what just happened here? <laughs> we don't know each other like that. <laughs> We're not boomering <laughs> to what just happened, okay? <laughs> Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Rome and Shawnee. Um, why in the world did Shagwa not just you, – uh, you talked about this earlier. Uh, why in the world did Shagwa not just drive hard to the goal and go either shoot a five-foot jump shot or get fouled going to the rack? Shooting a three, that spot should have come from Harkless or Goldwire, but no doubt the Sooners can still get in. But now I need to. they need to steal one on the road. Maybe Saturday in Ames. I have no doubt they can get it done, especially with the effort and desire they've been playing with. Like the positive attitude. Wish he had driven it as well. Would have been the better option. Other guys I would have rather had the shot as well, but they didn't have the ball in their hands. Shagwa did. He was open. Let it fly. If he makes it, we're all talking about, how about Ethan Shagwa today? Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. So we're all like, Dad, gum Ethan Shagwa today. Uh, why didn't they draw up a play for a wide open layup, TJ? Come on. <laughs> if I was coach, I would have drawn up a play that scored rather than not scored. It's not that hard. Uh, did you want to get to Bob here, or are you saving him for next yeah, hour? Yeah, let's play. Okay. No, let's play. Ahead. I promise you. Here's Bob on the uh, softball podcast yesterday talking about the fact that uh, we'll be getting some <laughs> criticism <laughs> that Brent Venables is, does not have head coaching experience from the national media. Well, that, that doesn't seem to be logical, does it? I mean, surely they're smarter than that. 
I wasn't a head coach before here. Lincoln Riley wasn't a head coach before he before he took over. Barry Switzer wasn't a head coach when he took over. Just our history here tells you that's that's foolish to say that, but uh, it doesn't matter what they say. Brent Brent's a damn good coach. Everybody knows it. Uh, his background coming in to take over is light years ahead of what mine was, Lincoln's, and about most other people too. Guy's been in eight national championship games. You can go on and on and on. He's ready for this, and uh, and I can't wait to watch it. There you go. Bob says, who cares what the national media think? Uh, except for me. I'm in the national media. <laughs> Care what I think. <laughs> it has become the popular thing to say, um, you know, well, Brent doesn't know what he's doing. He can't be a head coach, to which Bob makes a great point. There are a lot of coaches that are first-time head coaches. Well, every coach at some point is a first-time head coach. You don't necessarily have to is bang, your, bang your head on a wall at a lower-tier Power 5 school or a lower-tier school that you work your way into that big Power 5 job. We've seen it be successful, and we know it can work, so... Hey, no, it's, just a it's okay to not make the splashy hire. Yes, and it still and it still be successful. It happens all the time. However, when you don't make the splashy hire, don't be surprised surprised if there's not splash. But why, so, but why wasn't that the splashy hire? He had been an elite coordinator on elite teams for a long time that had been highly desired by a lot of programs, and for whatever reason, he chose not to take those jobs. So yeah. why wasn't it a splashy hire across the country? That's a good question. No, that's a good question. I think we're more aware of Brent because he was here. Like, we've been following. But if you are a college football writer or, you know, yeah, someone who follows the sport for a profession, you should know yeah, that. Yeah, you should know. That Brent Venables has been one of the most sought-after assistant coaches for a long, long time. So that's a good point you make, TJ. Way to go. All right, we'll take a break. Next hour, TJ is going to tell us what are OU's chances now of making the NCAA tournament. Plus, we'll hear Porter Moser's postgame thoughts after a crushing overtime loss last night. Back after this.